Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Lindsey Wong. Lindsey is the head bowling coach at San Jose State University. Lindsey, Coach K and Tim Berg here. Thank you for joining us again. Great. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Well, Lindsey, thought we'd check in with you, see how things are going out there at San Jose State University. No, things have been shut down here now for quite a while. See, what are you able to do? Or are you working at all with the team? And, and how are you guys handling this pandemic? And are you doing anything? Or are you able to do anything to keep the team sharp? Or are you able to maybe at least work on the, the guy's mental game? Yeah, so as far as us, um, you know, sort of still, I'll say, meeting or sort of, um, you know, getting together type of stuff, even though we're all still separated. Um, yeah, at the moment, we, we've re- not really done a whole lot. Um, right at the start when we did have the uh, shutdown sort of happen back in March, um, we did have some kind of group um you know, Zoom calls with some of the team members just to kind of stay in touch with others and see how they're all doing, um, you know, that type of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, more recently we've, um, you know, they sort of gone on to kind of do some of their own stuff now that school has actually ended. So, um, you know, during the summer we haven't necessarily done anything um, still, you know, you know together but uh, separated. Why don't you talk a little bit, Lindsay, about maybe just some of the history and the, the legacy with the program. I know San Jose has a rich history in, in the bowling world and uh, being a very competitive team uh, for a number of years back to when, you know, back to when I was in college back in, you know, I yeah. hate to say how long ago it was now, but we know it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah you, you and me both. Um, That's right. Yeah, so so really the you know the the legacy or the history of of the program, and we were uh, honestly one of the first you know programs um, to sort of ever be in existence. Um, we you know had teams dating back to the the late '60s, um, and so we've had a team and a program uh, basically ever since then, and and but historically. You know, always been very competitive, um, both on the men's and women's side, especially the women's side uh, early on um, and through kind of the early history of, you know, the program. Our women's team, you know, did win a national championship in the the early 70s. And, you know, then our men's team has been, you know, stronger, um, you know, of late over the last, maybe, you know, last couple of decades or so, we've had some really good players, um, you know, come through and, uh, and on that note, you know, several of the folks individually have, you know, gone on to, um, successful amateur and professional, um, careers, uh, with, you know, notable names of Linda Norrie, now Barnes, um, Tony mm-hmm. Reyes, um, and then uh, the most recently, more the the Tang brothers, Darren and Michael Tang, have you know all mm-hmm. sort of gone through our program and, and been able to you know 
bring our program to that sort of level of, of uh, recognition. Yeah, when you get a bowler like that, a, 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 a Tang brother or a, a Linda Nori or Tony Ray, is, is it something, can you see that in them right away? Is there something they just have, have that it that you, you, you know, you hear sometimes that an athlete will have? Or is it something even right. those guys need some molding and, and growing as an athlete? Right, right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, each has their own sort of, um, you know, sort of special uh, gifts, as it were, that they bring to um, a program. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, recently with the Tang Brothers, I mean, they, they had a lot of, um, you know, really sort of, um, maturity about them. They they really had a lot of you know, bowling IQ leading up to you know coming into the program. You know they were very well practiced and 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 really you know, determined as far as it were. Um, somebody like uh, Tony Reyes that I actually grew up um, bowling with in in juniors. He was you know a little more on the the raw side didn't have, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, information or knowledge, you know, sort of coming into um, our, our program. And, uh, you know, once he was here, uh, really bought into, you know, the, the ability to work hard um, to, you know, really kind of educate himself on really what it took to be a top level, you know, sort of elite player. And then, he obviously, once he graduated, carried that on to, you know, the the pro level. So really, that foundation, I think, of what it took to, um, you know, instill kind of the the work habits and the the sort of the mental side of things. I think really kind of helped someone like him, you know, further their their game and, and become, you know, a very good player at the national level. So when you look at, you know, you're talking about the foundation and the, you know, the person's bowling IQ and that stuff, I always find it fascinating that you'll see, you know, some players, for example, like Pete Weber was always known. I was, you know, fortunate enough to be a, a tour rep for him uh, for a couple of years out there. You know, and he was a player where he really was like, hey, he just wanted help figuring out what's the right ball. Uh, he didn't want to know all the specifics and the dynamics and the RGs and the layout and, and kind of get into that. But there's definitely a side of where, you know, people have really, I don't know, it seems like their knowledge is advancing at such a, a fast rate of speed that it, it never really was before because they have so much access to all these, these, this information now, you know, whether, you know, on social media, inter, you know, however they get their information, um, there is just, it seems like people are able to advance their bowling IQ so much faster uh, than they ever, they ever used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, I think we've certainly noticed that in the last, you know, several years with a lot of the players that have come into our program. Um, you know, they they are either, I say, somewhat self-taught, but you know, they've either watched stuff on on you know YouTube videos or you know some kind of you know information that they've got. They not necessarily had, you know, a traditional coach. You know, where you'd go to you know, like a junior uh, program and, and have a coach there that helped kind of mentor you at that sort of level. They've sort of picked it up on their own. They've, you know, kind of learned some stuff on their own. 
And then when they come to our program, it's really, you know, same thing, sort of enhancing or getting that sort of, um, you know, information that, you know, to kind of help connect it to now you know this stuff, now how does it really allow you to take your game to sort of a, a higher level um, and, and mm. be able to compete against some of the best, um, you know, collegiate players, um, you know, in the country. And Lindsay, where does um, mental focus, where do you rank that as far as getting the teams prepared mentally and physically and, and how much does that play into a role regarding your success on, when you head into a tournament? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, I firmly believe that you know, mental preparation um, really does have uh, a lot to do with you know, how a, a performance will, will go at a tournament. Um, you know, you can, uh, you could work on all kinds of stuff physically and be like, you know, perfect, you know, timing release and everything. But if you don't mentally, you know, believe in yourself or, you know, know the right sort of thought processes that you need to go through to, during the course of a tournament, you know, to be able to deal with, you know, adversity or um, problem solve or, you know, sort of collaboration and working together and communicating as a team, you know, all those sort of stuff really um, is sort of the, the top of the, of the heap as far as what I think is really important at, you know, at that level. So um, mm -hmm. you can, you know, yeah, you can show them all the stuff to uh, physically to be, be better and to, execute well but you know mentally if you're not if you're not prepared for you know for that sort of competition and, and how you're going to deal with um, adversity then you know you're, you're not going to be successful what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that uh, uh, an incoming uh, freshman or maybe somebody that transfers over uh, anyone that's new to the program what are some of the the biggest challenges that that you face as a coach trying to build a team yeah yeah, um, I think the the, the few a few different things that we've um, found it's challenging um, is one is going to be equipment. Um, you know, the, there's so much you know, out there as far as equipment goes, and we've been you know lucky enough to be sponsored by you know Storm Rotogrip um, over the last several years. So it's helped that we've had a you know a consistent. Um, sort of arsenal available to to us and uh, and and teaching you know the kids to sort of understand you know what all the sort of pieces do as far as you know drill patterns or you know cover stock um, options or surface preparation or those types of things and how they match up with lane patterns that, that we see that's really sort of the biggest difference that you'll get with somebody that's either, you know, a junior bowler, uh, you know, just maybe a recreation or a house bowler type person coming into a program is that they don't see the level of lane patterns that we do at the collegiate level. So it's educating them on, you know, equipment, arsenal, lane play adjustments, that sort of thing is really kind of where mm -hmm. that, um, you know, all kind of goes when you hit the sort of the collegiate level. And Lindsay, keeping your pro shop hat on as you're the owner of off the sheet pro shop mm -hmm. there up in the Bay area, 
we got some new rules coming down from the USBC regarding uh, weight holes and balance holes. How much are you going to get into that with the team, and how how will you think, if at all, will that affect anything on the collegiate level? Yeah, as far as um, equipment goes on that, we've um, you know we've definitely known about the the changes and uh, and what was coming down this year in August, so. We certainly were prepared um, for that, and really, over the course of you know the last year plus, you know, with their equipment arsenal, um, really tried to to factor that in and, and not you know drill bowling balls with you know weight holes in them, and and really just kind of mm-hmm. um, you know stayed within the, the current specs so that they could. Um, you know, keep the equipment and be able to not have to go and plug a whole bunch of balls and and so on, sort of, um, you know, moving forward once that rule went into effect. All right. And then, uh, you know, final question I have, if if you've got some, you know, someone that's interested in in learning and finding out a little bit more uh, about your program and maybe, you know, considering uh, heading your way for for their college bowling career, what do you suggest they do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. well, certainly, you know, contacting uh, me about our program, or um, we do have a, a website. It's um, I think it's sjsubowling.com um, to at least kind of get in and get a little bit of information. Probably need to update it mm-hmm. for you know the coming year. But um, yeah, the, you know, there's there's uh, we also do have a Facebook page, um, you know, other social media outlets uh, to be able to contact us. And and again, I think our our biggest thing. Um, you know, is we really do pride ourselves on um, having a really good group of players that, you know, really do like each other and like to hang out with each other. I mean, that's kind of, I'd say it's kind of our our main selling point, but that's really what we do is we really try to foster, um, you know, a good team atmosphere where guys are able to work together um, to be able to, um, you know, really have um, really have a, a good rapport on and off the lanes, um, and and really make it like a family. And that's really what we kind of really push for um, when we when we select players for our teams and really try to get them, um, you know, to to come to our program. And Lindsay, my final question is: What advice do you have out there for that collegiate player who is on the sidelines right now? They're not able to bowl due to everything that's going on, but they're in between their years. They're in the, you know, they're going to, they're going into their sophomore year, into their junior year, et cetera, into their senior year. What can they do, or what would, what would advice would you have for them to keep themselves uh, sharp? Oh wow, um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the sharpness is. Um, you know, obviously, learning about you know, maybe more of the game where you can watch stuff on online or, or on videos. If you can't physically go to a bowling center, um, you know, still doing some kind of workouts, whether it's cardio or some kind of um, you know light strength training, just to keep your body still in bowling shape. Um, you know, if you don't want to lose, you know. Uh, muscle mass uh, just by not doing repetition. Um, I have suggested to some of our players that they can, you know, take their bowling ball and go into their living room and, and, 
you know, throw it against the, the cushions of their couch a few times just to kind of still get the feel of, you know, uh, mm. releasing a ball and just sort of, you know, having a, a way of being able to um, still have the you know, feel and get the, the repetition that you sort of need. Mm. Yeah, good advice there, Lindsay. So, uh, well, thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us and uh, being on our Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast. And, and uh, thanks for your uh, support of the Storm and Roto-Grip brands as well on the lanes. And uh, we definitely will wish you the best this coming season. I know it kind of leaves a lot of uncertainty right now as far as what the season is going to look like. But we will definitely uh, check back in uh, with you down the road and uh, want to wish you the, all the best.